Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Holtzcast. Cole Pedham here as always, and we're going to do our very, very best to go over Newcastle United 1 Aston Villa won um, a game of five minutes, I guess, or so you could say. Uh, but nonetheless, we're here to talk about it and try to make sense of it and try to, I guess, give some perspective on it. If there even is a perspective on probably the worst performance I've seen in a long time from a Villa side. But nonetheless, we'll go to Danny first. Danny, how you doing? I'm all right, man. I wouldn't. I mean, this is this is how you can tell the podcast has been recorded straight after the game. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call it the worst performance from a Villa side of the season. Nah, we've had bad performances this season. I think what's concerning and what's depressing and what's making a lot... Well, it's what's making a lot of people while out and melt down on Twitter and all that is that the performances have been exactly like this since Christmas and it just doesn't seem to be addressed. We've been playing the same formation since then. <laughs> we've... You know, only in the last couple of games tried to make a few changes. But the reality is this, Cole. It's kind of hard to be positive when Villa go there or thereabouts 350 minutes without scoring a goal and then immediately concede straight after. It's it's really, really frustrating. And no one could sit there and watch Villa right now and tell us that this is acceptable because they're playing like the team that nearly got relegated last year. Only this time we have a competent goalkeeper and a decent defence. Other than that, this team needs to realise that if they want more than mid-table, if they want to be more than a relegation side, if they want to keep hold of Jack Grealish, they need to get better, man. That's that's where I'm at. So there's my immediate reaction, Cole. That's how I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, this is the... Uh... I can't remember the last time we did it right after the match. You'd probably have to say, oh gosh, I don't even know if we've done it this season yet, but I'm definitely thinking probably Project Restart when we were doing what felt like every other day. But nonetheless, of course, of course I should say, wow, there we go. Three is a party, so there's more than just me and Danny here today. It's Simon O'Regan. Simon, how you doing? Oh, that wasn't great, was it? Um to be honest, I think Danny sort of summed it up perfectly there, really. I, I agree with you in that I do think that was probably the worst performance we've put in this season. Um, I think Watkins looks absolutely knackered. And I kind of, my worry at the start of the season was we basically have gone into another season with just one striker. I know Keenan Davis is there, but he, he just doesn't play. And when he does, he's got certain qualities, but goal scoring isn't one of them. Um, so yeah, I thought Watkins looked really, really tired today. And yeah, it's a good job that we've got a really good defence and keeper. What's really frustrating 
is we know that we're capable of playing well. And it's the points we've dropped against some of the really poor teams at the bottom this season. You think Burnley, uh, the two games with Brighton, now this one with Newcastle. These are the games that really we should be winning. Like, not even saying that as like if your team is looking for Europe, you should be winning those games. Just we should be winning them because we've got better players than those teams. So, yeah, just really frustrated after that. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I almost felt like a genius, of course, when we scored, even though, to be honest, like I, I look at this game and I think as annoyed as I can be at the performance, we probably didn't deserve anything. And to be fair, Newcastle should have scored earlier on through, uh, I think it was Jacob Murphy or I can't remember which Murphy twin they have, to be honest. But anyways, I mean, I, I guess a point's a point, but just to concede in the last 15 seconds to a cross that you've been dealing with all this time. And it just, it's just so frustrating to concede in that kind of manner. I mean, there was just nothing all over the pitch today. Nothing was offered. Ollie Watkins looks absolutely dead tired. And I, I'm not afraid to say it. We looked gassed. We looked out of ideas. And a lot of people will say, well, there's no Jack Grealish. So without Jack Grealish, we can't do anything. We're picking up points without Jack Grealish, yes, but it's just, oh my God, I, I don't even know, to be honest, how much of a the difference I would have made today. Just, okay, yeah, maybe would have had a few more opportunities, but everyone just looked clueless out there. The, things weren't being strung together. It just, it wasn't coming off, but Danny, I'll come to you first. I mean, what's this kind of performance down to you? I mean, we're, we're seeing consistent performances like this. Do you think we're running out of gas? Do you think it's something else? So what are your thoughts? Oh, it's mentality, man. It's mentality because um, what what I'm seeing, and I've seen this before. It's when it's when a Villa team stops believing in themselves and um, almost I don't know takes their eye off the prize. There, I don't seem, I don't think they're like trusting each other. There seems to be a lot of just players annoyed with passes and and that kind of thing, you know, um, looking at each other. And I don't, I don't know if it's unrest or, or whatever, but this is not. The and and fair enough because they you know none of these guys have really been here, um, yeah I mean none of these guys have really been been here before at this kind of level I guess you know trying to get into Europe apart from say Ross Barkley, maybe Triore, um, but it's like they don't quite know what they're capable of, and they're thinking like a side that's that's nearly getting relegated. Parts parts of the parts of that is like I guess McGinn holding the ball up so late. Uh, not really knowing what to do when 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 you've got a lead late on, um, you know, misplacing passes, just basic basic things. You know, it's the basic things that aren't that aren't coming off of Villa right now. It's it's like you know, it, I'll see I'll see Villa win the ball back and then three of them kind of rush forward together without you know without any space to to pass the ball or on the other hand you'll see the ball played up to Ollie Watkins or Anwar or Ghazi and we'll and we'll wait about 30 seconds for the rest of the defense to come back before we do anything it's just it almost seems as though they're playing without thinking right now and it's it's almost as though it's almost that Steve Bruce mentality of just go out there and do your thing and it, nothing seems to be orchestrated right now. And I don't think for one second that Dean Smith's sending them out there without a plan. It just seems as though it goes out the window as soon as they're on the pitch. And yeah, I'm sorry, but at this level, if you want to if you want to do well, you need to be 100% and you need to be focused for a full 90 minutes. That's why teams like Man City are so good. 
you know they 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 focused on being lethal all the time and you know being thrown off that off their game just throws them off look at liverpool for example they've been thrown off their game ever so slightly and they don't know how to adapt and that's why they keep dropping points and that's what's happening to us right now for some reason or another just because we haven't got jack greedish we can't seem to orchestrate an attack yeah and i mean that narrative is always going to be played too so I don't know. It's just, it's so deflating. I just, you look at these games and we can look at the Sheffield United one, of course, too, but even before, and a lot of people just kind of had a feeling it was a trap game. And you look at this and it's just the same. I, I, I just don't understand it. Of course, to be fair, a little bit, I mean, Traore goes off injured and I thought he actually looked pretty decent with a few little attempts he had down the right, to be honest. It seems like he was causing some trouble. So, Having that Trezeguet, I just I'll say it now. I love the guy. I love what he's done for for us so far in his time with Villa. But he's just to get to that next level. He is so not there. He has the work rate. He has the pace. His touch is I don't know in like Michigan or some I don't even know some state in the U.S. His shot is in Zimbabwe. I like it's just his game is just all over the place in terms of where he needs to be. And I just, I don't see what he offers and I don't want to blame it all on him, but Simon, I'll I'll come to you. If there's, I guess, one or two players you look at in this game and say, well, I mean, a lot of them, if not all of them could have done better, but if there are one or two, you'd look at and say you two in particular, or you one in particular need it to do better. Who would it be? Um, Well, actually, I think there's a few candidates, like virtually all the forward players. Um, just didn't really do enough to be fair I think you made quite a good point there about Troyore because actually sort of thinking back we I thought we started the game the, the much better team Look, we weren't really creating anything but we had most of the possession in their half and I think um, I mean we don't know what would have happened had he stayed on but but I think him going off sort of did affect us a bit um, yeah like you say Trezeguet I mean we were uh, sort of what's happened during the game and I, I said, and I've said it for ages about him, his work rate, like you said, is you, you can't fault it. Like he doesn't stop running, but there's just so little quality there. I mean, he's just, he's, I don't think he's a Premier League quality player, to be honest. Um, and then you look as the game goes on, Barkley coming on, and he just, I don't know what's going on with him at the moment. He, he just, he looks a shadow of the player that we know he's capable of being. Um, and then you kind of like you're looking at it the decision making as well even when we go we go one nil up we didn't deserve to but we do and then we had at least two counter attacks where we completely outnumbered them and we just made the wrong decisions or just didn't play the ball at the right time I, mean, I think the second one as well you could have one not just take that to the corner flag once, once you're in stoppage time just be a bit smart. And we have been quite smart this season normally, but kind of like Danny was saying there, the last few games, just it seems whatever game plan has been set, they're just not following at the moment. And yeah, so we're, in, we're going through a sticky spell, but I suppose if you're trying to take a positive, at least we are still picking up the odd result here or there, but it's just it really frustrating. We, we didn't deserve to win that game, but having taken the leads, there's no way we should have thrown that away. Yeah, we get snatched all the time. Teams always snatch it against us, you know, despite us playing well. So why is it that, that we're, you know, so why is it that, you know, we go 1-0 up and we can't hold it? 
Well, normally, we, like, to be fair, though, this season, normally we have once we've taken the lead in games, we've gone on to win them. Like, th- that, their goal tonight, there wasn't anything great that they did. They, I think a long throw had gone in, the ball, it fell to El Ghazi on the edge of the box, and he had time to take a touch and then launch it upfield. He tried to do, like, a clever little reverse round the corner pass, gives it away, yeah, and then they, they put the cross in it, it goes obviously wide. And even when it went back out wide to Murphy, now, you, okay, it's 94 minutes. Maybe McGinn was tired. But you should be sprinting out. To, you can't be jogging out to that. It's just such a really sloppy goal to give away. Yeah, that's the Which thing. Which has right? been it's unlike us. It's decision-making, isn't it? It's like, because yeah. McGinn's not a lazy player, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I've, seen, I've, seen, I've seen some people like swear at McGinn. Listen, man, it's not that McGinn's lazy. It's not that Villa are lazy. There is just something off right now. Something is just not clicking and I don't know what it is and I, I think it is it's a, it's a big mentality thing in that side like that last four minutes was a pure example of you know it's it was ominous of Villa last season it was so ominous last season it's a, it's a matter of oh no I don't want to mistake I don't want to make a mistake I don't want to make a mistake I don't want to make a mistake and when you think I don't want to make a mistake you make a mistake because you stop mm. focusing on doing the things you're good at and you stop focusing on doing what you're supposed to do that do you think was, so I was just going to say do you think there's and it might be an unconscious thing that they've hit. You know, sometimes when teams who have had maybe had a poor season the year before, the next year, when they hit 40 points, just unconsciously, they they sort of not... I don't know if suck off is the right word, but do, do you know what I'm getting at? They, nah, I, 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 know, I know what you're saying, but I don't, I don't, I don't, think, it, I don't think it's to do with the, with the points at all. I, I think it's to do with the, the momentum was killed Maybe, maybe what's maybe what's happening in their heads is the momentum was killed by the COVID thing, right? They come, they come back, they get the one, they get the result against Newcastle. Brilliant, let's pick it up. But then, you know, Man City happens. You have a couple of games we're hard done by. It doesn't then we then we're not playing so well. And maybe in their heads they're thinking, was um was the Liverpool game a fluke? Was our start of the season a fluke? That's been happening we all really season though. Mm. Look that? at all the international breaks that we've had. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you throw in the COVID one. We literally went into them basically on fire. And then when we came out of it, we just slumped. And then yeah. we finally got the momentum and then another one came. And then it happened right before the COVID thing. And then it just, I mean, we had a few decent results after that with some good um, results against bigger sides. But it wasn't due to our like attacking open play. Like, no. That's what made us good at the start of the season, like. There were so many ideas, so much creativity. Barkley's like playing brilliantly. Watkins is all over the place. You know, you got obviously Grealish just doing bits. And now it's like, it's such a dud. It's such a mm. dud going forward. It's like, just try something. Run at the defender. Have a shot. Like Al Ghazi, right? You know, fair enough, right? He's not delivered a single eight out of 10 performance since he's been back or whatever. But he seems to be the only player who, who who runs towards the box and thinks, you know what, I'm actually going to have a pop. Yeah, it's just bad yeah. decision making. But you know, back back to the original thing, Sai. Right, those last four minutes, game you know game management, defending, whatever. Yeah, when you get two one on ones with the keeper, put those away. Yeah, Def- oh, definitely. There's no excuse. To, like missing one of them, okay, that can happen. But to miss two of them like that. It's just that was just really, really poor, and it just felt like as a fan, you're watching that, and it almost feels as though they're thinking, "Oh, it's okay, we're one 0 up anyway. We've got this. We've won it. Put the effort in, honestly." Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. 
the one thing I look at even before the last, I mean, we're, we can only really talk about the last, like, <laughs> I don't know, five plus minutes. Cause that's where all the action is. But I was saying this in our group chat before guys, why so many crosses into like, this is, this is the kind of showing the lack of creativity in certain instances where it's okay. I don't want to lose the ball in this area. So I'm just going to knock it in. Hopefully something positive comes from it. We don't have a very gifted front line in terms of height. So why are you going to cross it in that much? It just, we've seen this a number of games since really Jack's been out, you'd say. And it just, I, I can't think of too many instances where you go, oh, well, you know, we almost score from that header. It's just so many wasted opportunities that I'm thinking, you know what? If you don't have something on, move it back to the defense, move it around a little bit more. You don't have to cross it in there. I'm going to let Sai pick up on this, right? But there's one thing that I hate, right? It's 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 waiting for all the defenders to get back for a cross and then floating it. I hate floated crosses. Yeah. Whip it in, man. Do it do it right away. Don't give them time. Do it whilst your forwards have forward momentum. Anyway. Uh, oh, yeah, I totally agree with that. We, this, the last few weeks, we just seem to be so slow when we're on the ball. Not the, all the sort of pace and energy has gone out of attacks. With the crossing... There's, there's nothing wrong with putting crosses in, like plenty of crosses in, if they're good quality. Because Watkins has quite decent movements in the box. I mean, the goal tonight, okay, it's gone down as a known goal, but there's a good bit of movement to get in front of the defender. Um, in the Sheffield United game, he had his head off the bar. When again, it is you know a nice bit of movement. So there's nothing wrong with putting crosses in, as long as they're put in with a bit of thought behind them. Like you're putting them into an area where Watkins can move in on it. Just lumping it in aimlessly just screams of, of panicking and, and running out of ideas. And as you say, that there's no need to do it. You, you can just keep the ball moving about, you know, move it with a bit of pace across the pitch and wait for a gap to open, try and draw them out. But if you're just going to lump it in aimlessly, defenders love that. I mean, from our defending point of view, Newcastle for the majority of the game just lumped balls into the box, which, you know, we did up until... The last five seconds we dealt with quite comfortably. So, um, yeah, it just as you say, it's, it, it just screams of a lack of creativity. And obviously, Grealish being missing is a huge part of that. I don't think that's the sole reason, but if he's on the pitch, I don't think that happens as often as we've been doing it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the one thing I will say, and I do love to see it, it doesn't matter who we're playing, I just love seeing Ezri Konza dispossess the opposing player it makes it look like it's like just taking candy away from a baby it's it looks so easy i just i love that i have to say that danny did you want to say yeah, something? he's too good he's too good um no i was just gonna say like you know whilst we're we've got to be fair um we've got Grealish out injured barkley's lost all of his form i don't know what's happened he's lost all of his form what can you do yeah and then triore's gone off injured as well today so you've got you know, all three of your playmakers or your starting wingers, really, or your, sorry, your starting, your starting playmakers, your starting attacking midfielders, just off it, you know, either injured or off it, right? So, like, from that point of view, it's like, I don't think it's a crisis. It's like in the summer, Barkley's going to be gone. And it's pretty clear that El Ghazi or Trezeguet need to be basically, um, yeah, I don't know, sold for somebody more of that ilk, more of Grealish's and Traore's quality. Because what can you expect from Villa when uh, <laughs> when that's happening, right? Like, what can you expect from... Yeah. Watkins is on his own up there. Yeah. I, I think the next big thing's going to be, well, it's either you're moving Jack into the middle 
and then you're going for I think I wouldn't say like the ultimate winger or you're keeping him at wide and you're going for just a absolute dynamic central attacking midfielder hopefully that picks it up and keeps the pace up more throughout the season than Barkley I guess I I, I guess maybe that's the way to go but uh, let's go over to the three word reviews Uh, thank you to everyone that's already got involved I forgot to tweet it out right after the game Um, so I think it was about 20 minutes later so and there's already 50 responses and usually there's way more because of a loss anyways so I appreciate everyone's uh, timely responses in that regard of course you if you want to tweet us it's at 7500 to Holt I'll just read out as many as I can now Uh, Tom Whiting says shit 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 um keith rickett that was poor tom jones erase from memory uh kieran corbett absolutely fucking shite uh robert horgan absolutely fucking dire a lot of fuckings in this <laughs> uh phil vogel cross cleared repeat jonathan cherry we're still ninth so there's some positivity uh is that positive <laughs> i is guess that a good thing? hey we're mid top mid table <laughs> i will ninth. take that uh, this Chris... is what I meant by saying. But this is what I meant when I said that that Villa are becoming the new Arsenal. <laughs> Can't get satisfied with mediocrity. But compared to last season, I guess you can. But anyways, uh, Ted Goligoski, Watkins, kind of bad. I think that's a little extreme. Ted Wallstrom, sorry if I butchered that. Uh, shit out of luck. The if AVFC faceball shite without Jack, and we'll finish it off with uh, Julie AVFC saying, "I could cry." I could too, Julie. It's it's totally cry. okay. Uh, so thank you all for getting involved. As always, you can always tweet us at 7500 to Holtz and we'll read out some more in the future. Um, but without further ado, let's get over to the match balls and then we can uh, just figure out what we're going to do for the rest of this podcast. But uh, Danny, I'll hand it over to you first. Who do you give your match ball to? Is it um, is it too late to give one to Kieran Clark? He's never received one off me. If you want to, <laughs> Agent Clark. Yeah. No, I'm messing. I'm messing. Um, I'd say maybe either Louise or Ramsey because as 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 much as as much as we didn't create enough, I still think the midfield did did a decent job. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go to Douglas Louise. I think defensively he did a pretty decent job, and I think that he he, he did pretty well to keep the ball moving. Uh, yeah, kind of give it Dougie. Fair enough, Simon. How about you? Uh, I'm gonna go for Konza. I I thought it was. Great tonight. I mean, Newcastle weren't brilliant, so he wasn't overly tested. But when, as you kind of said, when, when he takes the ball off them, it, it's not just, he didn't just tackle, he, he actually wins the ball. The amount of times he, he's quite clever, the way he, he can stay on his feet and sort of turn away with the ball whilst tackling them at the same time. I, I think he, he's a really, really top, top defender. And I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in the Euro squad this summer. I really, really rate him. Yeah, I mean, it would just be great to see so many Villa players in that squad, first and foremost. I think it's just, it's great advertisement for the club, really, to show what success we've had in such little time. But I'm going to go with Konza as well. I mean, like I said before, he just dispossesses people like it's the easiest thing in the world. It's like slicing through butter. I guess maybe that's the best way to put it for me, but... Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not really going to go too much into it because <laughs> I just this performance I want to get out of my mind as soon as possible. But guys, we're we're coming to the end, but we're gonna actually know what we're gonna do the game here because we have a little bit more time. But before we do the game, I just want a, a quick yes or no. Going into Spurs next, I think it's next Sunday, of course. So now we have a bit of break. You'll probably hear this on the Saturday, so just over a week until that. 
So Simon, I'll come to you first for this. Do you think we're going to get absolutely battered? <laughs> this is going to sound crazy on the back of the last couple of games, but I don't think we will. We Villa, for as long as I can remember watching them, and I've had a season ticket since 97, showing my age there. But ever since then, we always seem to either raise or lower our game, depending on the standard of opposition. Like if, if we're playing against a crap team, we'll play crap. If we play against a good team, We'll play well. We might always win, but we tend to play better. So, I know Spurs have been in good form recently, but I honestly wouldn't be surprised if we got results against next Sunday. I really wouldn't. That's fair. Danny, is Bale going to score a hat-trick against us and continue that momentum? Never know, eh? <laughs> um, no, I'm not. Look, I'm, I, I think I would say, like, Villa's issue has been just deciding to pack it in when we come up against teams that we're supposed to be picking up points against. And that's why, you know, we haven't, you know, this is why this is why we're not we're we're not sixth or fifth or even fourth. That's why we're not doing what West Ham are doing, you know. Um but when it comes to Tottenham Hotspur, Villa will suddenly remember that they can play to that level and you know, we'll probably end up losing, but I, I don't see us getting hammered. No, I don't see us getting hammered at all, I suppose. And I'd like to think that Greenish is back by then. None of us know since the... I don't think I don't think the club ever liked to give away uh, any sort of timeline on injuries. But for all we no. know, Wesley could be back. You never know, right? Uh, but why, yeah, Greenish hopefully back. So I, I was just going to ask, why do you think, in terms of giving timelines for injuries, why do you think that's okay, G. Barley? I, this is obviously a clear plan of theirs to do that. Yeah. I, what? Why? What do you think they think is the benefit of, of being like that? Tactical, why should they give it away? <sighs> but do you not think they'd they'd be better if they know he's going to be out for like four weeks? Are you not better off just being honest rather than saying before each after each game? Oh yeah, we're hoping he should be back for the next game, and then when he's not, and he, all it does is just wind the fans up. I don't know. Yeah, I just but- find it strange. But it's, again, it's none of our business, you know. It's not like, I mean, I, I get, I get it. I get what you're saying. Like, you know, we're we're here waiting. Just like tell us about Grealish, but we're not Grealish FC, right? And then on top of that, you know, why why give the opponents or information that that could help them, right? Like, yeah, we, literally, literally two years ago, we we it was in the championship. We we had one manager go send a spy over to another club that literally <laughs> happened you know i'm not even making do you know what i mean it, it literally it happened right so you know clubs are clubs you know at the premier league it's fine margins man it's fine margins if you if if you know that harry kane isn't going to be playing for spurs then you set up differently if you know vardy's not going to play for leicester you set up differently same way with Grealish here well, if you, you know don't... Grealish is going to play then you play three right backs you don't have to worry about it, Danny, because they know if, if they don't have to play against Jack, they have to play against Ronaldo 2.0 and on Ronaldo Golzi. So it's going to happen. Yeah. But anyways, let's let's get on to the game. I think we only have like eight minutes or so left in this call. So I've renamed this. Who am I? Aston Villa version. There we go. What a, what a name. Uh, instead of being copyrighted, probably with the other name that I probably shouldn't Good say. SEO, I guess, isn't it? Exactly. So basically... I will talk as the person. I will give hints. So each round, so you'll get one basically little clue, and that'll be one round. And of course, we'll go on from there, as kind of explained before. Um, this is obviously a player within. We've expanded the timeline, but it's still within the two thousands. 
Um, and I, I don't know how ex- obscure it is, but nonetheless, hopefully you guys can get it. So we'll start with the basics. Um, I was born on July 21st, 1984, making me 36 years old in Bexley Heath, England. Where's Bexley Heath? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn Whelan. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's not even English, is he? What, what am I talking uh, about? <laughs> he's Irish. That is... 36. Um, Kieran Richardson. <laughs> you get one guess around, Daddy. <laughs> I like God, I'll, 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 I'll take that one, Kieran Richardson. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, God. I, at first, I thought you got it for a second, then I remembered who it was. Uh, we'll go to the next round. I started my youth career in 1999 and lasted at West Ham United until 2001 when I moved to Aston Villa. So he had his youth career for Villa between 2001 and I think, 2002. I think I've got it. Okay. I think I might have it. Liam oh, Ridgewell. Oh, shit. He has that. <laughs> Is that I, right? I wasn't, wasn't going to say that. I wasn't going to say Liam Ridgewell. Out of, sport, uh, out of being a good sportsman. Sorry, I had no idea. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> well Thank you. Done. <laughs> I don't even want to know how you know that. <laughs> I, I know that he, I, I knew that he uh, started off at West Ham as a youngster. Oh, fair, fair. Well, a lot of players from that era played started at West Ham, didn't they? They had a ridiculous youth academy. Ah, uh, some of the players they brought through like around that time. Was it like Carrick, Glenn Johnson, Defoe, Rio, Joe Cole? Yeah, Rio, yeah, as well. Yeah. So yeah, they had quite a few. Danny, would you have gotten it if I would have said uh, I played for Villa's senior team between 2002 to 2007, making 79 no, probably appearances? Wouldn't have. I, I would have had to wait for the Portland Timbers. Portland. <laughs> Well, I, so. It's kind of interesting we look at. He's played for Villa, City, West Brom, Wigan, there's and a, there's a lot of players. There's a lot of players who have played for those three Midlands clubs. It's just the conference of staying around, I guess, isn't it? If you already have like a home base. So. Craig Gardner. Yeah. yeah well, I'll, that'll probably never be one because it'll be probably the easiest thing to give away. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was the probably quickest game hopefully we've ever had of so my <laughs> Aston Villa version. No, it's all good. It's all good. Of course, hopefully everyone else played uh, played along, of course. And if they even got it before that and they knew from his age and his date of birth, then fair enough. I'll have to pick a little bit harder because apparently going up that obscure still wasn't obscure enough. But Mark Bunn is apparently nonetheless. <laughs> Anyways, guys, if there's nothing else to... Uh, to bring up, shall we? Uh, should we close it out there? I suppose. Yeah, might as well. Yeah, I, mean, I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> the, the looks on your faces looks like we should have got this done about half an hour ago. To be honest, probably in the first ten minutes. But, anyways, guys, we'll we'll wrap it up there. Of course, like we said, if you want to find Danny on Twitter, it's at Razajerno. If you want to find Simon on Twitter, it's at Cy O'Regan. You can find me, Cole Penham, on Twitter at talk aston villa you can tweet the team at 7500 a whole email the podcast holtcast at gmail.com hopefully guys enjoyed hopefully we'll have a positive result against spurs next week let's be a little bit more positive the season's still not over hopefully grillish comes back we get a few more wins and we just enjoy the rest of the season i think that's the most important thing but anyways we'll leave it there and don't forget up the villa Thank you. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.